Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Right now, it's funny because I was, we were looking on the BetMGM app for MVP odds. Just to see what it was. Just to see how crazy it is now. It ain't on it's there. Down, yeah. They said, eh, it ain't on there. Like, we're not even going to do this anymore. Ain't no point of doing this. There's no sense. It makes no sense to make this a bet. And you, you told me they were paying out for it. I saw, I can't remember what book it was, uh, but it was, there were certain ones that were already just like, we're grading Shohei now. Like, why wait till November? This is a waste of everyone's time. Like, like it's just, it's, why? Like, what they're saying by that is, he can get hurt right now and not play the rest of the season, and we still going to give it to him. No, it's it don't, the, it don't matter what these other people do. That's what BetMGM is telling you right now. He's It's the, you know, we want to bring Jake on. It's the, you know, hit by a bus. It's No, he could get hit by a bus, and he's still the MVP. No, he could just say, I'm going to quit baseball right <laughs> yeah. now, and they're they still going to give me this MVP for this season that I've had so far because – you know, he's also in the top five Cy Young-wise. So it's like, what do you do? What do you do with that type of individual? So it's absolutely crazy. Before we get into anything else, I want to bring Jake in real quick. Jake, we were talking about, again, surprises. How much of a surprise to me it was, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise about the Dodgers, but everybody just sort of, you know, expects them to do that and doesn't pay attention. Is Freddie Freeman closer to Ronald Cunha Jr. in this race? than we all expect? He's certainly made it a conversation. I don't think it's close. I still think Ronnie Acuna is in an echelon, a tier all on his own, and it's not particularly close. Freddie Freeman's made it a conversation, though. Freddie Freeman's the only reason that, like AL MVP, this market isn't closed already because he's leading the league in doubles. He's leading the league in OPS+. plus. He plays on an awesome Dodgers team. Unfortunately for him, Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to make history by stealing 70 bases and hitting 35 home runs, which we haven't seen before. Like, it's just an insane stretch run that Acuna is on right now. And, yeah, great for Freddie Freeman. You know, claps for you, dude. You're not making history. Sorry. Like, and people want to give it to Acuna because he's likable and he's fun. And Freeman's surrounded by a bunch of other stars. Not that Acuna isn't, but he doesn't have one yet. Uh, Freddie Freeman just got one a couple years ago. Acuna's coming off that ACL injury, so everybody's like, oh, yeah, this is an awesome story. So it, it, it's a conversation. It's not a particularly long conversation, <laughs> but it's a conversation right now. As far as the Dodgers go, yeah, this is very surprising to me. I thought they would be good. I had their under win total 96 and a half. Looks like I'm just going to be a loser on that. It's going to come down to the wire, but I'm assuming I'm going to lose this when they win 97 or 98, and that's really going to suck. But, you know, again, thank you, Padres, for not being good and just absolutely tanking (laughs) that one. That's really awesome. Couldn't have won a couple games. But anyway, 
I digress. But yeah, I mean, I thought the Dodgers would struggle a lot more. They came into the year with a bunch of rookies that they were going to be counting on. They came into the year with a rotation that was very up in the air before Dustin May even got hurt. And then ho-hum, they make a couple trades and everything is great and they're fine and everything's just working out for the Dodgers and Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman and Will Smith just keep this train rolling. And it seems now like we're just on a crash collision course for an NLCS of Atlanta and L.A. And it's going to be a lot of fun when that happens. Well, let me ask you this, then: The Phillies. What do you think about the Phillies right now? What do you think about the struggles that they've had? And what do you think about their potential to, you know, upset the order of the Dodgers and the Braves coming together. Yeah, I mean, if this was just the Bryce Harper power resurgence, I would be like, awesome. Yeah, they have a great chance. If this guy's going to hit home runs again, let's do it. Absolutely. I think over his first 100-something plate appearances, he had exactly four home runs. Over his last 40, he's had four home runs. Like, it's coming back. He's rounding back into form. If you told me that was going to be the case, awesome. Oh, except on the other hand, now Aaron Nola is whatever this is. Like, (laughs) Yeah, it's just, you know, it's always something for the Phillies. They can never have everything put together at one time. It's 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 astronomical, really. It's astounding. So Zach Wheeler's fine, but historically, me and Ken Barkley have talked about this. You need at least two awesome superstar level pitchers to win a World Series. We thought the Phillies had that with Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. And now Aaron Nola's going out there throwing batting practice. Like, you, you just can't win anything that way. Ranger Suarez is fine. Christopher Sanchez is fine. Like, but you're not winning World Series with those guys. You need Aaron Nola to be an ace. And Michael he just Lorenzen, hasn't been that. Baby. He's just throwing slop out there. Dominant. Yeah, sure. Dominant. We'll see how that goes after. A, famously, guys pitch really well right after a no-hitter. We'll see how that oh, goes yeah. tonight. That's, I heard on the way here today... Uh, the, one of the BetQL five-star plays is Philly's Nats over. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, coming off the no-hitter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, probably. Uh, but, Jake, I did want to ask you about the Dodgers real quick. And just, like, they're only four back of the Braves. For for months, yeah. it was the Braves and then, like, seven National League teams all within three games of each other, way behind Atlanta. Well, the Dodgers have won 11 straight, four back. I'm looking at MGM, plus 700. Most wins in baseball. Braves minus 500 is the favorite. Any interest whatsoever in them potentially catching uh, Atlanta? Honestly, that could be a conversation that I would be willing to have because Atlanta, they've basically got the division wrapped up. Like, that's wraps. It's over. They're double-digit lead. It's August 18th. Nobody's – like, the Phillies aren't catching them. The Marlins aren't catching them. And that's really it. It depends on how much Atlanta cares about that one seed. How much would they rather play – the Cubs over say the Brewers, which I think those are interchangeable because they both aren't very good, but you know, it it just matters. How much does Atlanta care about getting that one seed? I think the Dodgers have more to play for. And I think they want that one seed a little bit more. And it's interesting. I, I definitely see the case for that. And the Dodgers rotation, the way that they're pitching right now, I don't know how you go against him. Clint Kershaw still Clint Kershaw. Lance Lynn's just good. Stop me if you heard this one before. A guy who doesn't pitch particularly well goes to the Dodgers. Now he's awesome. Where have I seen that before? Oh, every single year for the last, like, five years. So that's really good. Julio Urias is pitching like the guy that we thought he was going to be before the season when he was, you know, one of the favorites for Cy Young. So I definitely see the value in that. I, I think that should definitely be priced a little bit closer. Well, let me ask you this. I'm going to go back to the Phillies, and then I want to ask you an AL question. For, for Michael Lorenzen, again, I'm not somebody who paid terribly close 
close to him prior to him being in Philadelphia. So all I know is here's what his stats were. Here's what was going on with him prior to getting to Philadelphia. Now he comes to Philadelphia. He does what he does in two games and everybody thinks, Oh, we stole one, right? The best acquisition. Who is he really though? You're he's, Listen, Michael Lorenzen having the best year of his career. Like, by far, it's not particularly close. This is his breakout season. Before this, he was bouncing around the league as a journeyman. One-year contract here, one-year contract there. San Francisco, uh, San Diego, you know, name it. He was there. I, I hope he keeps this up. Good for him. That's awesome. Generally, breakout pitchers around their thirties, it doesn't last very long. Like it, now for the Phillies sake, I hope it does last for the rest of the season. Cause they need it really, really badly. And up uh, into the trade deadline, I think his five starts up to the trade deadline. He had like a one, three something ERA. It was, re- he was pitching out of his mind. Maybe it's the vans that are actually cleats. I don't know, but they're sick <laughs> they by the way. Dope, I kind of want some, they're very cool, but I, I think he's on a hot streak right now. Is it sustainable? Probably not to this level. It's probably somewhere in the middle, but it's going to hurt him eventually when he goes from a huge park like Comerica in Detroit to a hitter's park in Citizens Bank. Like eventually there's going to be a ball that's hit that would be out and or that wouldn't be out at Comerica that is used to being caught at the track. And it's just a moonshot in Citizens Bank. That's going to happen eventually, but that's the risk you run. But also you have the upside like you got with the no hitter. So it'll be... It's not going to be this kind of ace performance the entire rest of the way, but I do think that you have a good pitcher for the rest of the way. You have a solid number three. Okay, and last question for me is AL East, AL West. The the Rangers and the Rays are two teams that I thought would just fold. Not fold, make the playoffs, but, but, you know, fade back. Neither one of them have. They're still staying on pace and can still potentially win their divisions, although I think the Orioles, you you know, I think they're going to, it's going to be gone. But, the Rays still making that a fight. Out of those, what do you like, and and what's your perspective on those two divisions, and who's going to win those two divisions? Yeah, I think the Rays are cooked. I, I think it's over. Oh, Shane McClanahan okay. now just Sheesh. got Tommy John. Yeah, He's out so he through next down, season, yep. and you know you open Twitter. Wander Franco is not playing for the rest of the year and possibly yeah. ever again. He's their best ever. hitter, so ever. he's out and. I think the Rays are cooked. I, they still have Tyler Glass now. He's awesome. He's what he has high upside to be one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's healthy. Aaron Savali is a good number two option. After that, I mean, the Rays now with McClanahan down, that's the third pitcher they're losing to Tommy John surgery this year. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they just draw names out of a hat and they sneak into somebody's house and cut their UCL while they're sleeping or what is happening with their pitchers. It's so bizarre. I don't understand it, but I think they're cooked. Now they lost their best hitter as well. And the Orioles, anyway, were such a tank already. The Orioles might call up Jackson Holiday, the number one prospect in baseball who's 19 years old and just lighting it up at double A just because they can. Just because they're like, all right, we have an awesome team. Let's just call up the number one prospect in baseball because he's awesome. They might get better down the stretch here, which is insane to say because they already probably have the likely AL Rookie of the Year in Gunnar Henderson. They have the guy who was second last year in Adley Rutschman. They have an awesome pitching staff. Like the Orioles are just a wagon right now, and it's not, I want nothing to do against them. As for the Astros and the Rangers, I thought the Rangers were going to fold too. They were nearing that same issue that the Rays have with Eovaldi goes down, and then Corey Seager goes on the I.O. as well, and their starting catcher Jonah Heim goes on the I.O. as well. It looked like it was heading towards disaster, and at the trade deadline they say, well, 
Let's just go get Max Scherzer. And let's just add some pieces on the fringes outside of Max Scherzer. And let's still just be a really good baseball team that just kicks ass. And the Astros, credit to them, they tried to keep up. They got Verlander. And I think it's going to be an absolute rock fight down the stretch. But this Rangers team, I mean, Nathan Eovaldi's thrown off a mound again already this week. It looks like he's on track to come back around the end of the month, which is going to be a huge boost for them. Because then your rotation is Max Scherzer. Nathan Eovaldi, Dane Dunning, who has been awesome all year. We keep expecting him to regress, regress. He's just not doing it. And then John Gray, who they paid a bunch of money to, to be their ace or maybe number two. He's going to be your number four now. Like, that's a killer rotation. And then, obviously, they just have a lineup that hits a billion home runs between Seager and Semyon and Adolis Garcia and Laodis Tavares and Jonah Heim, who's now back. Like, they, there's no breaks in that lineup, and now the rotation is going to get a huge boost with Nathan Eovaldi coming back. I think the Rangers are an absolute wagon as well. Oof. Jake Hassan, yeah. board op, today's EP, and baseball expert. What can't Jake do? He can't get the Philadelphia Phillies to Lately. <laughs> oh, sleep, too. That's who. You're going to make just, it to that wedding today. You know what I mean? He can't, oh, yeah. he, I, I was going to say he can't get the Philadelphia Phillies to get it right. Can nothing get right in this city Listen, right now. The Eagles are going to be fine. That's that's <laughs> what it comes down to. That's what you're jumping to. Hey, yeah. you better knock on woods for your team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something, something stupid happens there, too. It's something in the air in Philadelphia. But, again, hey, listen, he touched on it. The Orioles, the Rangers, and Astros. All legit. I can't wait for the AL, AL uh, playoffs and all the things that can happen there. Again, the Tampa Bay Rays all in all types of trouble. So you expect them to fade, but still they haven't faded at the, at the, they haven't faded as quickly like as I the, thought they would fade. At, at the, the points, at, like the benchmarks, right, like, like, okay, have, like this has to be I, it. They haven't faded steeply. So that yeah. makes me go, mm, well, you know, maybe, maybe they can win enough to sort of get there and get right, get in the playoffs. Obviously they will get in the playoffs and, See what happens there. But again, the Orioles are just absolutely studs, absolutely incredible in that division. And I was trying to think, again, I keep trying to think of who can do do the Philadelphia Phillies run. Is there anybody that of last year? So to get in, get hot. I don't, again, the AL has those top dudes, but none of that would be surprising. I don't really see anybody. That can just surprise you to go to the World Series right now. Do you? That's, I think the league as a whole, like, the National Seattle League. Mariners are playing real good baseball right now. That's did, a decent I, one. I did not see that coming. I did not see them playing real, but you think they can come in and like beat anybody they go against. Like that's the surprise factor that I'm saying. Like who can I say can come in and just do that? Seattle Mariners again. Great I mean, baseball they have there. the superstar. Like you have Julio yeah. Rodriguez. You ha- you have the superstar. Their pitching rotation by- in the second half has been unbelievable. George Kirby got lit up yesterday, but Luis Castillo has still been really good. Every single rookie that they've called up has been really good. They're going to a six man rotation now because they just have so many starting pitchers that they don't know what to do with. If they're hot right now, if they just keep it going, that's what the Phillies did. They just got hot down the stretch and just kept kicking the can down the road. Seattle's a half a game behind uh, behind Toronto for that third wild card spot. I could see it, and that's listen. That superstar. That's what did it for the Phils last year. Bryce Harper became true. a superhero for a couple of weeks, and they went to the World Series. That's true. That is where Philadelphia was. Hey, we're game two games out of yeah. that final wild card spot. We're teetering, and we exploded. And and that's what Seattle has that Bryce Harper effect that can potentially happen. But again. 
the top teams again i know the top teams won a bunch of 100 games last year but this year they're scary and i like the dot like to me i'm flipping from my favorites being the dodgers now i know that's you know oh yeah they won 10 or 11 in a row so it's, you're yeah, flip-flopping they're but playing it's like whoa they're playing great at the right time yeah they are listen you better you bet